Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Political State Podcast from the Oklahoman. I'm Ben Felder here in the Oklahoman's downtown podcast studio. And joining me for this week's episode is Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. Governor, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Oh, it's great to be here in studio with you, Ben, and uh, good to see everybody here at the Oklahoman. Yeah, we well, appreciate your time. Um, kind of a big week for your administration. Um, yesterday, on Wednesday, you signed into law the agency restructuring bills that give you more, uh, give you the ability to hire the directors, uh, kind of restructured the, the boards. And this was something you talked a lot about on the campaign trail. Um, this kind of need for the governor to have this have more control and ability to shape how the state agencies were, were working. And how does this change the trajectory of your administration? How important was yesterday's actions to get done what you, you plan to get done as governor? Well, like you said, we talked about this on the campaign trail from the very beginning, and, and uh, I think it makes sense to most Oklahomans. It certainly makes sense to me, coming from the business world, that if we're going to deliver results, if you're going to hold the governor accountable to, uh, to deliver results and make sure that we run effective and efficient government, uh, then we've got to be able to hire the right people, hold them accountable, deliver results, maybe change directions when we need to. And this just gives us that ability to do that. And so uh, if everything was working perfectly and we were in the top 10 already, I would say things were working fine. But we all know as Oklahomans that we can do a lot better. That was what I campaigned on. That's why Oklahomans selected me and elected me as governor. And I'm so excited that the House, the Senate agreed with me, gave us that ability. And so uh, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to move the needle for generations to come. This is going to change the way that we run state government for the next 50 years. Now, you talked a lot about this on the campaign trail, but you've also spent some time meeting with other governors and going to conferences and, and traveling across the country. Now, this is something you see. This is a process that's, that's common in most other states. Absolutely. I mean, uh, just for your listeners out there and for all of Oklahomans, you know, sometimes when we're doing our daily job, we kind of forget and, and, and we hear all these terms. But basically, uh, you know, the executive branch is supposed to be running, uh, you know, Department of Transportation, and we're supposed to be uh, running the healthcare uh, system. Uh, actually, all the other states, all 49 other states, give the governor the authority to oversee how Medicaid dollars are spent. And our state did not give the governor that authority. It was basically this uh, unelected board that were that was there for seven, nine years in some cases, um, uh, and, and they selected this agency head. And so what happens is um, you can't get any kind of alignment. And, and, so, and when the legislature would ask for things, sometimes they would get spun in a circle. Uh, and you had these different agencies that were kind of building their own little kingdoms mm-hmm. and didn't want anything to change. And when you try to change it, uh, the agencies could hire lobbyists. So I put a stop to that. They could kind of spin everybody in a circle. And I think this is going to be it's, – it's just the way that other states structure it. Uh, it makes sense from a, from a business perspective to deliver results. And, um, and, and, I, and I think Oklahomans agree with me that this is the right way to manage and, 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 and run state government effectively. And on the flip side, though, that means, you know, the political term, the buck stops with you now. That's right. I told my team, I was like, uh, you know, now that we got this, we've got to go show Oklahomans what this means and get the uh, – uh, and get these agencies turned around and really focus on uh, getting the dollars on target into our health systems. Uh, but this is just a, it's a huge win. It's going to help us uh, not only the rest of this year, but next year and the year after and the year after. And I'm uh, so excited about it. And a big achievement for you in just a couple months into office. It seems like it's been longer. But uh, I want to ask you, you, you've an observation that I've had, whether it's at a, at a press conference or just, you know, seeing you visit different agencies is 
you seem to still enjoy the job. And there seems to be this, and I don't mean any disrespect with this, just kind of still kind of a sense of aw shucks and wonder a little bit about it. <laughs> I mean, is that I mean, is that accurate? And is that how you feel about feel you know, about this job? I, I, absolutely. Listen, I don't take myself too seriously. I I, uh, I tell the coworkers and the and employees that whether it's the Department of Education or uh, DHS when I toured their agency, uh, hey, I'm just I'm just one of your coworkers. I'm just uh, I'm the guy. I happen to be the governor, uh, but I want to roll up my sleeves and I want you to know that uh, I'm in this with you and 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 we're gonna move this we're gonna move the needle together. And it's my job to cast the vision, make sure uh, we're all aligned with where we're headed. And it's amazing how people want to come to work with me and they want to and they want to get aligned with the vision uh, for the state. Um, but yeah, I mean I. I uh, I, I do do things differently. I don't take myself too seriously. I don't, you know, sit up in a ivory tower and say I'm the governor or anything like that. I'm a, I'm a normal Oklahoma uh, son that that grew up in Norman and. Um, Heck yeah, I'm having fun. I mean, I tell people who gets to be the governor of their home state where they grew up, and and uh, I think about my granddad who had an eighth grade education, and and, um, and man, I was like, man, I wish my granddad could see me today, and he'd be so proud that his grandson was was uh, was the governor of the state that he grew up in, and so yeah, I, I don't take it uh, uh, lightly, and and I want to do the best job I can for. Uh, for all of Oklahoma and make Oklahoma proud of the state that we live in, the great state that we are. And so I want to I want to promote that every chance I get. So you, you talk about, you know, what your family would think. I mean, you still run into people that you grew up with. And is that a, a, an interesting moment now that you're the governor? You run into anybody that ever picked on you in school and now you have a chance to? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if I ran anybody that uh, that picked on me. But, yeah, you know, it's just like your your high school friends when, uh, when they call you and and just you know, they just can't believe you're the governor. It'd be like uh, I'm sure if if you're in the NFL or the NBA, and and some of our Thunder players when they go back to their high school friends and the people that knew them back in high school, um, yeah, it's just neat to see see somebody you know uh, you know the, the guy that they grew up with and we used to play in the uh, you know little league football together. Now being governor or being the NFL or the NBA, it's just, it's cool seeing people succeed and. And um, and so our friends, we just we, we, we think it's pretty neat and and um, but but it just shows you and this is what I tell my children and I tell every school kids that I talk to you can do anything you set your mind to. I ask every kid I talk to, who are you going to be the next governor? Uh, I'm just trying to plant that seed and let them know to dream big because uh, you can do it. You know, I, you guys know my story in business, and I truly believe when you set a vision and a goal and then you go execute and you block and tackle every day, that's what I tell my cabinet. I say, we are going to move Oklahoma to top 10. So has the job changed you at all? And if so, how? I mean, how has it changed you? Uh, I don't think so at all. I'm still the the same person, and like you said, I, I uh, you know still go around and high five all the all my team members and coworkers and employees, and it's the same thing I did in the private sector. Uh, so I don't think it's changed me a bit. Um, and you know, I, in, in the private sector, I was the CEO of a 1,200 person company, and so I loved hanging out with my employees then and my team members and and just kind of leading the way. I believe that the leader needs to charge the hill in front of them, and I tell people I'll never ask them to do anything that I'm not willing to do. I I'm always going to be out in front leading and outworking everybody and, and showing the way. I'm, I don't tell you what to do. I, I really want to lead and, and, uh, and walk it out. So you, know, you talked about wanting to bring those business principles to the governor's office. You know, your critics would say, hey, you know, government's not a business. You're going to learn real quick that you can't do it that way. What have you learned? Are you still optimistic in being able to bring your experience, uh, those business principles to the governor's office just a couple months in? 
Oh, 100%. I mean, first off, it's about hiring the right people and putting a strategy together. And so, you know, when we put our cabinet together, I hired a COO, a chief operating officer. Uh, this guy, John Budd, he is fantastic. He runs my cabinet. And then I have other business leaders coming into the cabinet. Uh, and then they, they, they have to really define success. Uh, they've got to get into those agencies because there's about 20, 25 agencies that report to every one of my cabinet members. My cabinet guys uh, and ladies, they've gone and met with all 25 agencies that report to them. It's the first time that these agencies have been met with. Uh, and they're all sitting around the table, whether it's commerce or it's tourism or it's uh, public safety. These agencies, they're all focused on that. And they're just, they're just amazed. They've, they've, there's great people in state government. They just have not had a direction and a vision. They haven't had somebody uh, helping them, knowing how they align with the governor's vision. And that's the most critical thing I can do. This is not, this is not uh, uh, magic. This is blocking and tackling, setting a vision, setting a goal, and then executing on it. And that's what you see. I, I invite you to come to our cabinet meetings and see those things going on. And I can't wait to share with you on how we're, how we're uh, executing on those, uh, uh, those goals. I would take you up on that and sit in on a cabinet meeting. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to just, I'm usually outside the door waiting to pounce on your members as they come out. So if you're inviting me in, I'll, I'll thank you. Thank you <laughs> I better clear that yeah. with our team, but absolutely. Uh, I told uh, I have breakfast every uh, twice a week with House and Senate members, and I said, guys, um, we're transparent. I want you to come and 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 see what's happening on the executive branch. You guys are making the laws, and you control the uh, purse strings. But we're actually supposed to be delivering services, and I invited them to come uh, watch, and, and, and I'll give them reports on what we're doing and how we're uh, finding efficiencies and, and, and redirecting the agencies that have kind of gotten off on their mission creep, and they started doing something that really isn't the focus of what that agency's supposed to be doing. Yeah. So let me ask you, you know, as legislation moves on and, and makes it to your desk, we talked about the, the agency restructuring bills that you signed. You signed permitless carry it was a week or two weeks ago. Uh, it seems much longer. Um, you know, you talk about bringing those business-minded principles in. You've also talked a lot about business recruitment is important to you. And you've been pretty clear on where you stand on you know, permitless carry you signed. Um, you've talked about your support for anti-abortion legislation. The Senate advanced a bill today. How much thought do you give to some of these social bills and the impact it has on business recruitment? Because some of the critics to those bills in the past, including our former governor, has said, hey, these, you know, these bills hurt our ability to attract corporations and events and stuff like that. How much thought do you give to the to that aspect when you're when you're thinking about these social legislations? You know, I balance all that. I mean, I, I think of myself as the governor for all four, four million Oklahomans, and so uh, you'll see me meeting with all the different groups. I want to hear from everybody to make the best decision possible. Uh, that's why you know um, I, I believe in the Second Amendment and our constitutional right. So I wanted to sign that, but I was also listening to uh, the business community, the NB private property rights, listening to their concerns. And so then telling the legislature, hey, let's put in here the protections for businesses because they have rights as well uh, to say you can't carry on my property. So um, that's what I thought was a great balance. And I, I think we hit it perfectly with this uh, with this piece of legislation. Uh, this is, we're the 15th state that has this um, uh, permaless uh, carry bill. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tell people, it, you know, Bernie Sanders, Vermont has this same bill. Uh, and mo most of the time we think of that as an extremely liberal state. Uh, so th th we're not going to have the Wild West here. This is a constitutional right. It allows people uh, that says, hey, I should not have to go pay a fee to have my constitutional right. 
so so we balanced that very well with with business concerns as well, and I, and I think we hit hit it good. So you got one big accomplishment this week with the agency restructuring. What's kind of next on on your agenda? Where do you go from now? Where, where do you go from here? So we're we're really moving the needle on uh, criminal justice, and I'm going to continue to focus on uh, um, you know making sure that we we have to fund our district attorneys. Uh, appropriately and 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 I will be the first person public safety is my number one uh, goal and we are going to respect our police officers and we are going to uh, make sure that they're funded correctly at the same sense I want to fund uh, the district attorneys without fines fees and court mm-hmm. costs I want that to come through the legislature so that's a piece of legislation I'm going to push forward uh, education something we have got to make sure that we can get the best teachers uh, in our classrooms because the magic happens between a teacher and a student in the classroom. So I've got recruiting methods going for teachers. I've got a new pay raise going for teachers. So that's important. Uh, and then and then digital transformation. You know, there, there some cases the, we have not thought about how we digitize our services, how we deliver services for Oklahomans. It's the same way it's been since 1980. And so I put a secretary of digital transformation on the cabinet, David Ostro. He is fantastic um, to really think through, uh, you know, how we can be more efficient, how we can utilize technology to deliver services. And so that's a huge focus of mine. You talk about the teacher pay raise part. Um, education funding is something that's being discussed in the legislature right now. Uh, your budget included the teacher pay raise, didn't include a significant amount for the classroom. You do want to put a lot of money to savings. That seems to be where a lot of discussions are happening in the legislature right now. You know, They may not be as excited about putting away as much money into savings as you. How much wiggle room is there for you on the rainy day fund? And you know, would you be open to seeing more money go into, to go into classrooms at the expense of the state savings account? Uh, we certainly want more money to go into the classroom. And so I've told the Senate and the House, hey, let me know how we can make sure it gets to the classroom. Because just throwing money into the funding formula sometimes doesn't make it down to the classroom. So I'm very cautious to make sure we do that. Um, but the other thing is, you know, there's this stabilization fund that was passed uh, to protect the fluctuations from the up and down of the oil and gas industry. So there's a five-year uh, average and I know we're getting into the weeds a little bit, but it's very important that we realize that next year, if everything stays the same, production stays the same, price of oil stays the same, we're going to have about $400 million less in revenue because of some forced savings that happens in this stabilization. And so I want to be very careful about raising the, the watermark in spending and increasing this um, in, 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 you know the mandatory expenses or ongoing expenses higher than what's going to happen next year because and remember uh, w- w- we want to increase but I also have to get my arms around how we're spending that money and that's what Oklahomans hired me for so that's why across the board I'm holding a lot of agencies flat um, from last year but they're still getting flat it sounds like a almost a bad term oh my gosh they're not getting a, a raise. But these agencies are getting $80 million, $100 million, $200 million. Uh, they're, they're being held flat, which is still a lot of money that they're getting to run their services. And you've said, you're talking about the, the budgets holding flat. I mean, you've talked about next year when you, you know, when the directors are yours, that you expect these agencies to ask for less money or not an additional money. The directors often kind of use their platform you know, to kind of push an you know, agenda for right or wrong, uh, you know, ask for a budget that they know they may not get, but as a way to dr- draw attention to what they feel like are the most important issues facing their agency. But now 
the director's agenda is your agenda now, right? That's exactly right. I mean, uh, these agency heads, they'll, they'll come and they play these games. And, and uh, the, the frustrating thing for the legislature, and they've told me this, and now that I've been in there, is you just see numbers on the paper. This agency asked for $100 million. This agency asked for $500 million. This agency asked for $40 million. They're just numbers on a sheet of paper. I don't have any confidence to know that if we give them a hundred million, you you want to give them what they need, but you want to know what's the outcome, what's the return on this investment. So next year, you're going to see here's what we need to actually run our agency if everything's equal and it's going to be less than it was this year. And then if you invest in this technology or or this outcome, here's going to be the outcome. So there's going to be a return on this investment. And I've told the legislature it's going to be a different world on these agencies that we are. Uh, you know, overseeing and working more closely with because there's an alignment then. There's an accountability that hasn't been there. Yeah. Well, I uh, really appreciate your time today. I know you've got a busy schedule. So last question here for you. And that is, you know, a little more than two months in office. I'm curious, what's been the biggest, I don't say lesson learned, but what's what's something that you didn't expect that maybe you thought it was going to be one way, but it was different for you? I mean, because you never know until you're actually in the job. I mean, you can kind of theorize and talk yeah. to people who've been there before, but what's been the biggest you know, the biggest difference or biggest challenge that you found the first well, couple months the, as the governor? Well, fir- first thing is, number one, is how much fun I'm having. I'm having a lot of fun. You didn't expect to have this I much did, fun? I did not expect no. it to be this much fun. Uh, secondly, um, you know, the buck stops with me. So th- it just gives you a lot more um, – not, it gives you just a lot more weight on your shoulders that, hey, I've got to deliver results for my state. So that's that's something. The third thing is, uh, you know, I heard how dysfunctional the House, the Senate was, and for the last couple of years, and, and how, how problematic everything was, and how nobody got along. And I'm finding, I'm finding it different because I'm bringing people together. I'm not treating them any differently. I'm going and hanging out in the halls. I'm building relationships with them. So I'm finding it much more collegial than, than I thought it was going to be and uh, with, with the House, the Senate. And, and that's why you, saw, you see these press conferences that I guess are unheard of. People are telling me we've really moved the needle you know, more than, than most. Uh, and, it's, and I've got the, house, the, the Speaker of the House on one side and the, and the President pro tem. This is stuff that I dreamed about and talked about on the campaign trail. It doesn't have to be partisan. It doesn't have to be House versus Senate versus Governor's office. We're all Oklahomans. And that's why I'm trying to bring the Democrats together. And, and they feel like they're playing partisan politics. Every one of them voted against my bill. And I called them and I said, what's going on? Because I had them over to the governor's mansion for breakfast. And, uh, and they said, well, sir, you know, we're the opposition party. And I'm like, what's that mean? And they go, well, we just got to oppose what you're doing. And I'm like, well, why? We don't, let's not play Washington, D.C. We're all Oklahomans. If you think that what was happening was working, then I'm all ears. Let me know how you think we were managing the agencies. But Oklahomans know it wasn't working. That's why they put me in office. And I said, so for you just to vote against me because you're the opposition party is very frustrating. I don't think Oklahomans appreciate that. So uh, we've got to come together. But I found it... Uh, you know, much more uh, collegial than I thought it was going to be. Well, you, but you think you've had an impact in that. Though. I absolutely do. Yeah. I just think the way I treat people, uh, you know, like I want to be treated and, um, you know, I'm not coming in saying, hey, I'm a, the new, here's the new sheriff in town. I'm just going, hey, I'm one of your colleagues. Let's get this done together. Let's roll up our sleeves. It's what the people in Guymon want. It's what the people in Edmond want and Norman and Moore and, and Jinx, Oklahoma and Broken Arrow. And I tell them all, all the time, 
you know, the people back in, in taking their kids to soccer practice in Lawton, Oklahoma, they don't care about the House and the Senate or the governor's office. They just know we're their elected officials. Go move the needle and get it done. And so I think that's the kind of attitude I'm bringing that's different to uh, – because I'm not a politician. I've never, you know, been in this office. So I'm coming at this from a whole new perspective. And I think it's getting contagious with the other members. And they're just saying, yeah, we can do it. We can move the needle. Yeah. Well, Governor Stittwell, thanks so much for your time and coming on the show this week. Oh, love it. Thank you so much, Ben. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Political State Podcast. You can find this in each and every episode on your favorite podcast app, also at newsok.com. For the Oklahoman, I'm Ben Felder. We'll see you for another episode next week.